Thanks. There we Let's go. See. Local recording is in progress. Time. Ah, all right. I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to figure that out. Let's start again. Yeah. So when you um, implement Paddle's checkout process, there's mm -hmm. two uh, main options. First, you can either do a uh, product, which is like a you know delivering a license or a piece of software or URL or something, or a subscription service. And then when you do subscription, you can um, uh, you create a catalog of subscription, which each one becomes a different Paddle like service that you get the ID for, and so you can match things up and you know handle mm -hmm. restrictions and limitations on your end. So that you can then set a price for each. You can either just say one price in US and then US dollar and then, you know, auto localize that. Or you can set specific prices for like me, for instance, for Japan, I want a round number in yen. So uh, I override the, the price to be something a round number that matches kind of with the dollar. And then when you do the, to actually implement the checkout itself on your app, you have there's there's two things you have to do. First of all, there's the actual purchase, taking the card details and things. And then mm -hmm. there's the the webhook side. So you get a bunch of data back when they start subscribing. Or you mm -hmm. can choose which webhook events to change. So if they like if a billing payment has completed or if payments failed or if they've changed their email address or they've cancelled or any all, all of these things or if a, if a card um, subscription failed, things like that. So you can choose all of these webhooks. And so you get like a, you know, payload back and there's a simulator. So you can simulate all of these within there. So to get to that point, you have to actually collect the payment details. So there's, there's two options. There's either a, a JavaScript one, which does an overlay, or there's an inline one, which effectively gives you a, a customizable form, which is like okay. on a separate page. So to make it just simple and less work doing the, I'm just doing the JavaScript overlay one. So it just produces like a, a modal on top of your page and mm -hmm. it just works really easily. Getting that bit is fine. I'm just having to now deal with all of the different web things that matter. Right. So a lot of them, I'm like, I don't care if they're, if they, for instance, change their address or something that, that, that doesn't matter to me, but if mm -hmm. they cancel subscription, that matters to me. Or even when a payment, if a payment fails, do I tell them in my UI? They'll probably get an email from Paddle anyway, but also I should probably tell them in my UI also, right? So how do I update that? So it'd be the, um, the whole uh, model locally in your application suddenly expands a bit because it's like, well, what different states do I need to show, you know, I show them their last billing date and their next billing date. So, you know, if I tell them, you know, your active subscription, you'll be next charged next Tuesday. It, it's just another thing to take care of and to show. And so it it's, takes a little bit, it, getting it working like paid and it's, you get the thing back and you can do something different, you know, increase the number of users or whatever that yeah. is easy. And then there's just all of these like extra bits, which it's kind of one of those that there's, there's, there's the obvious things like you need to store a cancel URL. So if they want to cancel, they have to go to paddle. So, so you, they give you a URL. <clears throat> if they click on that, they get redirected to paddle where they cancel your, their uh, subscription or if they okay. need to change their billing. So you get, they send you these URLs as part of the webhook. You've got to store those and then put those in your eyes. So that's like a, are those you know, account specific or? <clears throat> So those are account specific. Yes. So if oh, okay. you're a subscriber to my thing and you want to cancel, I store the cancel URL. I, you click the cancel, I send you there and they cancel on paddle. So it's 
the I guess it's to do with all of the because they control the billing and they are the was it seller of record I forget the actual term right. of it right so yeah that's yeah, that's it, what it's called yeah so because. I don't know anything about the, 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 the user's details, effectively. They, they send me their email address as part of the, the payload. But apart mm. from that, anything to do with billing, I know nothing about apart from they, were, they paid for something. <laughs> they paid this amount for a thing. So to, in order to complete that, like canceling or changing the... So if they want to upgrade or downgrade their subscription plan also, I have to do the same thing. I have to bounce them back to Paddle in order to do that because mm. I can't know anything about their billing, right? So mm -hmm. it's, there's a little bit of stuff which if you're doing, if you're using Stripe, I believe it's a more direct approach where, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. I bill you, you get this, I get this back. I do things There's it's a direct kind of thing with you and the, the person buying the thing. Whereas Paddle is a little bit of this, you know, going around the houses a little yeah. bit because I, I send them there, they change it there. I get a web put back and then they come and back to me. Yeah. System. So yeah. there's, there's a little bit of more of a, um, a round trip involved, but it's straightforward huh. enough. I mean, it's easy enough. And I say, I think it's worth doing for this stage just because I don't have to then worry about the whole tax thing. How are you so, finding their API, their documentation? It's fine. I mean, it's, there's a few annoyances uh, that you have to kind of read between the lines a little bit. And the, the biggest annoyance is that they're using API docs should not be a single page web app. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it a static HTML document that I can copy and paste from. Yeah. So you can't co copy and paste from their API document it, as in you can't select text. And, and I'm like, okay, you're giving me a, a webhook with, you know, documentation with keys, tokenized keywords that I'm supposed to check on yet. I can't copy and paste that keyword. And it's like, uh, it's really uh, annoying stuff. I just wish uh, yeah. <laughs> this is where my, you know, get kind of annoyed with <clears throat> single page robots when there really isn't any need for it. It's a, HTML yeah. document. It's a it, text page. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just it's documentation. It should be yeah. just plain HTML. <laughs> yeah. So that, there's there's little frustrations like that, and it does feel like it feels like there's certain areas where obviously I, I guess it's a I don't know is it a smaller company? I don't know. They they seem to be reasonably big, but I guess yeah. compared to Stripe, anything small, right? There does seem bits which. Uh, they're finished, but they don't feel fully fleshed out. Yeah, it feels like, you know, there's there's still lots of things they're doing they haven't done yet. Mm -hmm. And there's bits mm -hmm. which is like, this doesn't seem clear. And obviously there's a there's a lack of scale of support in terms of ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So like, for mm -hmm. instance, there's there's no library for Elixir for doing it, but I mean, it's simple enough, right? I mean, it's, it's me sending a, you know, a payload to get some JavaScript to do something and it's receiving a webhook that I have to verify the signature with just usual crypto stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's simple enough, but also you're kind of on your own with regards to there's the data build a subscription service around it. So it's, but it's fine. I mean, again, the, the convenience of once it's done, I won't have to think about it. Right. So, and you know, even if I was doing this with Stripe, I'd still have the same kind of things with regards to, you know, messaging in the billing section and, you know, when. How do you cancel and how do you, so it's all got to be there. And this is slightly easier, I guess. So yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I, no, no real annoyances. Just <laughs> got to work through it. Yeah. I've been thinking about it and I think I'll follow you in trying out paddle. It's, it's going to save a lot of headaches with, you know, taxes and all yes, that stuff. Exactly. They also have a um, metered option as well. I believe I didn't look into it because it's, I'm not doing it, but if you're doing like you 
number of minutes or something like that. I believe you can do that. So if I was to move to like per seat seating, I think I can probably implement it using that as well, but I'm not going to do that again for the first version. I'm just going to go with a flat. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm going to do like two or three levels, like up to 10 members, uh, up to 20 and then unlimited or, you know, mm -hmm. to a few hundred or something, just to make it clear there's different levels. And then to, I can get a, a feeling for whether I'm in the right ballpark, just kind of gets some idea of how it's, how people use it. Right. So, right. Again, going for a, a per seat billing at this stage feels like adding more complications than I need. <laughs> so the other big thing is, uh, I've been doing the 500 startups Academy thing, founder Academy thing. So that's, oh, nice. uh, How's yeah, that so, going? yeah. So it's, it's kind of interesting. There's a, um, there's two kind of main components to it. There's, so it's a four week course thing and there's 50 companies, like half of them are in Japan. The other half are dotted around the world, quite a lot around Asia, a few in Europe. And so there's a week like video course on a particular topic. And then at the end of that week, they have a effectively a networking session and a, an AMA with mm. somebody either that was teaching the course, the video course, or it, they're, they're, they're related to that. They, they also work in that field. So for instance, this week's was like SEO last week's was sales and marketing the previous week were like growth experiments and metrics and how to add like what metrics to to think about and how to measure them and stuff. Nice. So they've all been very, the, the SEO one probably is a little bit, I guess it's still kind of relevant, but I'm not in a position to do much with that right now, apart from, you know, get my first version of a landing page up, a newer version of my landing page up, and then start to think about how I can work with that to, to grow content and things to, to improve the SEO of both the site and all of the, the content I want to produce. Um, but the, the previous week about like both sales in terms of segmenting your potential, potential users and how to target different users and the value of different types of users. So more than anything, I mean, this is, none of it is stuff that you couldn't or haven't already learned about either from reading stuff on the web or reading, you know, all of the the startup books that you've probably got same as me or, or just YouTube. I mean, a lot of the same people have done very, uh, either the same people or other experts on this area have done, you know, you can see YouTube talks <clears throat> about the same kind of topics. So the date, the information is out there. It's nothing radically new, but effectively somebody sitting you down and saying that spelling it out and then saying mm -hmm. now do some of this, like, you know, there's, there's exercises going through it, like, you know, working out like your segments of your users and then having an AMA session with someone who is an expert on this and being able, you know, it's, it's like a 90 minute session, basically them going through the user, the, the audience questions. Right. So it, it's very valuable. It's, it's been really valuable and just in terms of getting you to do the work, which you've probably put off. <laughs> I nice. mean, even just going through that thing of, well, okay, who are the, your target segments and what's the value of each one and why are you, you know, what kind of problems are you solving from them and how do you talk to them and how just looking at this and then saying, okay, well, how do you measure and analyze and optimize for this metric for mm -hmm. this, this sector, the segment. And so just going through that and actually making you write this down or think about it more than, yeah, I kind of know what I'm supposed to do, right? Has been incredibly valuable. And it's made me a lot more analytic about, you know, some of the stuff that I was thinking of doing. I'm like, I need to, you know, 
reassess some of these things. So it's it's definitely been valuable. I mean, absolutely been valuable. And just the some of the the MA sessions, you know, these people are, you know, they either work at five hundred as mentors or they're you know, related to the the five hundred the kind of network. Yeah, just sitting with them for you know ninety minutes on Zoom has been just like. You know, it's like a knowledge bomb. <laughs> nice. I mean, I guess the 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 thing which has stood out partly for me is that you can kind of see the you can see a pattern in almost like the startup factory at work here, right? I mean, I guess it's very American centric, obviously, because you know the five hundred is and the whole startup as a as an industry is mm-hmm. is very America centric, right? But you can almost through both of the both the course material and the the sessions, the AMA sessions themselves, you can almost see the the recipe for a startup. <laughs> As in, it's yeah. very clear. It's like you, if you look at any of the bigger or the more uh, becoming successful startups, so not not necessarily the Stripe or the you know the, the the unicorn kind of companies, but companies which are raising you know ten twenty million are are the, you know just in that stage where they're they're not a you know real startup that they've graduated from that we're making a product to or actually growth stage mm-hmm. and then when you see these courses you can almost see the recipe that they followed to get to the point where they are and what they're implementing in order to grow further it's it's a very clear i mean each case is different but there's that the pattern is the same and the information that they're using to create the instructions to get there is, mm-hmm. Follows this pattern perfectly, right? <laughs> and so it's That's kind true. of interesting seeing the, huh. the the structure behind it all. So it, there's definitely, I guess, companies that have gone through 500 or YC or anything. They're going through the same course, right? And they're implementing mm-hmm. the same things in a very similar way, just for their, you know, their, their own industry. Yeah, and you can start certainly see the patterns <laughs> appearing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so, good. That's 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 awesome. Well, the You're... hope is then that is you can reproduce this, right? You know, if it's working yeah. for these ten companies, but those things aren't working for those twenty, well, you do the things yeah. which are working, right? So you can obviously see these things must work because these are the companies that are becoming successful and raising more money and you know doing reasonable. So yeah, I guess it's a case of like, okay, take what's the things which are obviously working for them and you you know reproduce some of those tactics, right? So yeah, um, yeah been super interesting so yeah this this week is uh seo and next week is oh i forgot so that's why I, that's next week i'll think about that next week next week yeah <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it seems very oh it's about fundraising of course it's a, it's about oh, basically okay. pitching and fundraising and and stuff like that so is again that the last week yes. how many weeks is it it's okay. four weeks four weeks okay yeah. so definitely interesting and even if i don't you know necessarily go looking for money just knowing that system and the process and the expectations and what people are doing is just helpful and very interesting useful to know right so yeah for sure knowledge is power so even even if you don't go that route you it's always good to know and yeah even if you don't get investment in that way you could channel some of that knowledge in your own way to grow your company at the pace that you want to grow right. it you know the exactly. it doesn't have to be all vc and all that right right exactly stuff. i mean that's that's certainly an option and you know mm-hmm. it's never say never right you know there's yep. there's there's big advantages to doing that uh, depending on what the type of company you want to grow right so it's but again just knowing having the this kind of knowledge dump uh, on you is is really valuable. So yeah, I'm mm. I'm really enjoying it, and it's it's definitely been made me think a lot about the 
some of the strategies or lack of strategies that I've been doing and just how you you can almost you know obviously it's it's not that simple but you can almost be more strategic about what and how and who you are talking so I mean I, th I guess this is a common problem with you know indie makers in general is we build what interests us or what we see a small niche for rather than the big picture of like you know looking at where exactly the the valuable markets are so but again it doesn't you don't have to necessarily do exactly the same but just keeping these things in mind and making uh, using the things which you which are relevant to what you're doing is incredibly right so. yeah that's awesome well hopefully you sounds like you're you're getting a lot of out of this what is it called course it's a course, yeah right? it's a it, yeah. Is it 500 founders academy 500 in kobe so yeah kobe mm -hmm. city are basically um supporting it so there's a, a bunch of you know networking and mentoring that they are arranging as well as like a uh, together with um so it's a kind of a joint venture between uh 500 and Kobe. So mm, nice. Kobe city. nice. So I now have an excuse to go to Kobe city. I've never, never been to that area. Oh, so um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what well, they, that looks like they have some fantastic, so similar to my city for Quark up, they are running a, you know, with the goal to, to encourage startups and new, mm. they have a startup visa system and a, like a court that the city like encourages and supports small businesses in various ways. Like they provide this startup hub. So they've got, you know, in the same way, we've got an old elementary school that they've revamped and it's now our startup center. I have like a co-working space there and things they have mm -hmm. subsidized offices. Kobe doing the same, but they've got a brand new fancy building. So we've got like a cool old historic building. They've got a brand new fancy office. So <laughs> <laughs> you can see a different tactic here, but yeah. I mean, they, they also help you if you're a, uh, foreigner and want to start a company in Japan, start a startup, then they, again, they, they help arrange, you can get a visa to start a company here. Even if you don't have like a working visa, there's certain things that you can do to achieve that. So both Shibuya city in Tokyo, Kobe and Fukuoka are all running these, these schemes. So it's, you know, Japan's got a long way to go in terms of entrepreneurship in digital space, but they're, they're trying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been really good for me just in terms of um, helping arrange me, you know, contacts within the city, mentorships, you know, things like the co-working space and just, the, you know, the, there's a lot that they try and do to encourage and to support small businesses. So yeah, it's, it's a nice thing to have. It's, it's good. Nice. System. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck with the rest of the course and uh, you're, yeah, you're gonna, it's like I said, sounds like you're getting a lot of value out of it and yeah. It's been interesting. Take, that, take notes and yeah, practice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's been interesting also seeing just the variety of companies because it is a it's a founders academy. They're also five hundred are also running a thing with Aichi City, which is growth to Japan. So if you've got a successful product or company abroad, they're basically running a similar kind of course but different target at basically bringing your company to japan and how to set up here how to grow and how to find your audience here um as opposed to starting a company you know you, you're not in the founding stage you're in the growth stage so that's mm -hmm. a much smaller cohort it's like 10 companies uh, whereas i was okay. at 50 and so it's you know obviously different target it's slightly longer it's got like you know obviously a very different focus yeah so they seem to be running a few of these things and that's i think they said they're going to they plan to run this founders academy like twice a year or something and the growth one i think they're doing once a year or something so yeah it's all uh 
super super interesting and uh, that's awesome it's just a great opportunity to to be uh, just acquire knowledge yeah <laughs> just yeah. gotta put it into practice now which is easier said <laughs> than done <laughs> and this was free right mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. yeah yeah nice yeah, that's yeah. nice mm, exactly i mean obviously it also sets you up in terms of just networking for you know if i ever decided to try and join another accelerator there's just so many people i've spoke to on there that you know the network is expanding right and just it's super useful to have these contacts and, and just, yeah so super interesting cool very cool just going to put it into practice now yeah <laughs> So where are you at in terms of the product and, and launching? I know you're integrating Paddle, so you're yeah. getting ready for opening it up for billing and stuff. Yeah. Do you, what are your plans as far as opening it up to the public, yeah. uh, open the gates or? Yeah, as, as I said, there's, there's no reason. That, I mean, you know, the product is, this is why I was kind of giving you crap because yeah. <laughs> there's a million things that are currently I see as glaring problems with it, right? But at the same time, I also have people using it daily and they're finding it useful. So mm -hmm. amongst those beta testers, it's like, well, if they're finding it useful, then other people probably will too, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of have to get to the point where, you know, I, I stop trying to fiddle with it. And a lot of the things I want to do now are bigger things. There's lots of smaller things that I can improve, but there's, mm -hmm. there's just bigger feature sets that I want to work on. And if I start working on those now, I'll never launch, right? So it's like, okay, I've mm -hmm. got to draw a line in the sand with, it's like, it's useful to people right now. So therefore launch and, you know, I'll go in with mm -hmm. a, a pretty, you know, straightforward pricing system. So it's like, you know, just it's this and it's, you can use it for, you know, right. I say, I'm thinking of 10, 20 or 10, 30 and you know hundreds or something like that just to make it an affordable and easy kind of price point almost like a no no real excuse not to if you find it useful not to pay if you find it useful right okay. again just to to help understand the users the how the product fits and what to focus on next things like that so as i said I've, i'm forcing myself to to get it at the end of the month uh, whether we'll hit that, I don't know, but as soon as close to that as possible. And okay. then just say, so I'm going to have a, either a two week or a, a, I think a two week free sign up without a credit card and then hit the, the paywall. I thought about doing the credit card first. So that's something Paddle supports as well, is you, you can enable a trial period within Paddle. So okay, I can basically say like 14 day trial, but that way they have to enter the credit card first and then on day 15 they get billed but so the other the other way is you handle the trial and then after 14 days i say you need to pay and i send them to paddle for billing um mm. i can understand both obviously the you know the the internet wisdom conventional wisdom is you take credit card up front you know if you look at anybody on like you know mega maker or microconf will probably swear by taking credit card data up front and doing the trial and then auto bill after two weeks unless they cancel. Mm -hmm. I feel that, I don't know, I just as somebody, as a user, I hate that. <laughs> and then I can completely understand the reasons for doing it and it makes perfect sense. Yeah. But at the same time, if I can't try out a product without entering a credit card, I get kind of, unless it's some, I mean, Transistor, I guess, is the one which was like, hey, I know exactly what that does. And, and if you need mm -hmm. it, you pay for it. Whereas it mm -hmm. feels like this is almost like a, let me understand the product and then let me decide if it's, mm -hmm. if I'm going to pay mm -hmm. for it or not. 
So yeah, I can I can see that reasoning. That makes sense. It, it depends on the product as well, because yeah, like you said, if it's something that people already know what it is and they know what to expect, right. you know, yeah, that I can see how just you know require the credit card and and don't charge it until the trial period ends. But in your case, because it's it's it the the user is going to want to explore the product and. Kind mm -hmm. of, you know, get to know it. Yeah, I think, I think you have, I think that's the right approach. Even though, yeah, the advice out there is, you know, always, you know, don't, don't yeah. uh, <laughs> give it away without right. requir requiring the credit card. Yeah. I but, mean, you have the same dilemma, right? Especially yeah. since running, if someone does a call, it costs you money, right? You know, for me, yeah. an additional 10 users is a bit of server load, right? It's nothing. Yeah. Whereas for you, it actually costs you money to have a free user, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I guess you which have. is one of which is one of the reasons I've been in this private beta mode mm -hmm. for a while. It's it's a little too long for my liking. Yeah. I, I, you know, I I don't want it to go on forever, but that's one of the reasons. You know, there's a cost to running the system, and I want to keep it as controlled as possible to iron out all the kinks. And it's that you know fine line between you know spending money on running the system and allowing the user to test it and right. you know yeah. for free because they you know mm -hmm. I, I feel the same way. I from the user point of view, I don't like when I have to put yeah. a credit card in. You know, just to I can try understand the, the reasoning completely. And, and yeah. again, in certain situations, it kind of makes sense. So it's like, well, I know what this is, and I need this thing, so I'm going to pay for it. But some kind of free trial just let me really get a feel for it before i commit to this in any way even yeah. if it's a free commitment if it just entering a credit card feels like i'm not ready yet <laughs> yeah yeah so how are you going to handle the transition from mm. end of trial this, to charging this is a good question <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it's the the easiest is literally to so I know who created the account, as in there's an account owner, there's a workspace owner, and then there's team members. They Any of those can be admin, but there's one person who is the owner and always an admin. Mm -hmm. And so if I hit the paywall, my, the easiest thing I'm going to do is basically everybody else gets a message saying, you need to tell your, you need to tell your account owner that you need to pay. And then the the owner basically goes to a page that says choose mm -hmm. a billing method. That's the the easiest way. I'm not sure if it's the best way. It would be nice if people don't lose access to their data. So obviously right. if they, so the other way would be you can't check in or something, right? So mm -hmm. you can't publish a check-in. So that would be another way if people can log in and they can still see all the things they've done, but they can't publish anything new. So um, it's uh, effectively read-only Read-only mode, point. right. It goes into mm -hmm. read-only mode. So that would probably be the better version. It's just a bit more work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, you have to touch a lot of points in the code base to make that happen, right? Yeah. Because every part of the app where they can add something, you would have to exactly. put some do, do conditionals. I, do I allow and... stop comments as well? Do I stop like reactions? Do I do, can I, do I stop them editing things? So right now you can publish new, you can edit an old one, you can add comments, you can react to things. And yeah, so each one of those things, it's like, well, it'd have to go through an additional check. And I'm like, ah, it yeah. seems like a lot of work. So yeah, it is. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's probably what I'll do is that. And again, I might change that at a later date, but it's the easiest thing to, to get me to launch, right? Yeah. A, a lot of these things, it's... there's a, there's a, trade-off between yeah, the amount of work to get it to work and is it the best solution? Maybe not, but I'll have to revisit that later. 
You know, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking here, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking about it. And I don't know if you go in that route, right? You don't require the credit card. Mm -hmm. They go through the trial period. And when that ends, it's almost like you have to reel them back in mm -hmm. and have them enter that credit card. Yes. Whereas if you do that beforehand, mm -hmm. now you have it. And now at the end of the trial period, well, before the end of the trial, you, the way that I would approach it is you send a message, right? Because you mm -hmm. don't want to surprise them with right. The, the credit card Pandle does this automatically, I believe. Okay. I think I, I have to check, but yeah, you could just send them a message. Yeah, just should, say you're yeah. about to be billed for this. <laughs> yeah. So your trial period ended and you're about to, this mm -hmm. amount is going to be charged on next date or whatever. So now it's, a, it's, a, it's less, it's less friction at that point. Right? Friction mm -hmm. because you've already got the credit card. You'd have to reel them back in and have them go to a form where they, you're going to punch in their credit card. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I know it, it, I've struggled with this a lot because I, again, the, the problem as well is having a free trial period is that you end up with a lot of churned accounts. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's easy to sign up for anything, especially including even, you know, bots and stuff. And mm -hmm. I, I, I want to minimize the barrier to signing up, but at the same point then if so, you know, you, yeah, you open up the potential for abuse, right? Because yeah, and yeah. it's like, <laughs> and that's and that's the one thing about requiring the credit card that it helps mm -hmm. you weed out those who are not serious yeah. about it, yeah. those who are really more serious about trying your product, and they're right. really curious. They're willing to put the credit card in, yeah. and I honestly, now that I think about it, I do feel like that. Where mm -hmm. if I have to put the credit card in, I kind of don't like it, but. If it's a product that I really want to check out and that mm -hmm. I'm curious about, mm -hmm. I don't mind so much. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I know that I'm going to get a, especially if I'm told ahead of time, we won't bill you, and, yeah. you know, and we, we'll let you know before you, before we charge. So an, another thing to consider is that there's a potential for this as a, for a, something that a team might try without getting their manager's buy-in first. So for instance, mm -hmm. you know, we would like to try this too. We try it and then we tell our boss, this ah, is useful for us. Can yeah. you get, can you pay for this? So that's, a, that's the an moment, excellent point. I can transfer the ownership of the workspace to my boss. He pays. It's done. The other thing to consider as well is in Japan, staff generally don't have credit cards. You don't have a, uh, an expense card. Now, every company I've ever worked for in the UK and the US is like, you work here, here's a card. And it's expensed and just make sure you submit your receipts, right? But in Japan, generally that doesn't happen. Staff don't get like personal credit cards. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in fact, it's also a potential problem that staff can't even get stuff signed. Like a, a manager, she might not be able to get sign off for, for a product. It's got to go to her manager's manager. And then mm -hmm. that person will want an invoice and they'll want to pay with a, they have a pay system here called PayEasy, which is like a bank transfer system that is done at an ATM. And so there's a whole separate billing system because in general, credit cards are just not that common at companies, especially at small companies. So then I've got the, the, the question is, well, in that case, it, maybe I just split it. So Japan, you don't, and I'm like, oh God, no, no. <laughs> no. which no, I, I did that... think about for a little while. And I'm like, do, do I do no. that? <laughs> no, but that's an excellent point because uh, of the nature, again, the nature of your product you have, it's more for teams, right? Mm -hmm. More team oriented. So you have to think about that. And that's, that's an excellent point. Yeah. You want to remove that friction because you want people to try it out right. and then they can go to their boss and say, Hey, we love this thing. And you know, can we get it? Yes. Yeah. 
I know this is this has been. I mean, same as as the pricing. It's been something I've been, you know, like going around in my head. I've been back and forth on it a hundred times, just to say, you know, can I really like? Especially as you said, if it's if it's a small team, and yeah, we want to try it out. Then if we like it, then we tell our boss that you know we should use this. This is useful for us as a team, right? And if they've got to put in their own personal credit card to do that, then as possibly not going to happen. Yeah. There's a lot more yeah. of a chance that's not going to happen, right? I mean, the other thing as well that I could just literally, you know, for, to tackle abuse is like 14 days. How long do I keep an account for? If somebody, I mean, I've done this with services. I sign up for the trial thinking like, yeah, I might need it. And then 14 days comes and you go, I'm not ready to pay for it yet. And then, mm-hmm. you know, like three months later, I'm thinking, Right, I need to use that thing. And I go back and I expect the account to be still be there, right? Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. it's not, I'd be like, what? Or the other thing is I get emails from services and it's like, you haven't used this Booful account in three years. And I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to delete your account. And I'm like, fine, because I don't know what the hell <laughs> this is. <laughs> Didn't even remember that. Exactly. When I created that. There's a, a slight complete sidetrack, but a slight annoyance in emails is when a startup, because it's always startup, like generally you, you know the bigger companies. If Stripe emails yeah. you, you know what Stripe is, right? But if it's <clears> some <throat> company that emails you and says, oh, we noticed you haven't used such a thing. We've added a new feature to do this. And I'm like, I have no idea what your service is. And you're talking about this as if I do. I tried your product a year ago for an hour, <laughs> if you're lucky. And then they, you know, rather than kind of, it would just take a paragraph at the top of the email saying, that, you know, our thingy, you know, product X is a thing which, you know, time tracking, you go, oh, right, oh, it's a thing, right? But yeah. it, you'd, you'd be surprised how few companies do that. So, yeah. So it's a massive annoyance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually need to do that because I'm going to be sending an email out pretty soon about, you know, with an update about well, the product. I need to do the and same thing, right? Yeah. I've got an email list of a bunch of people. I need to tell them it's released. And I, yeah. And them. I haven't sent an email in forever. Yeah. I, the only one time I sent an email to some of the people that I was onboarding and it's been months. I need to get better at that. So make sure you put a paragraph at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I need to get better at communicating. As we're talking about this, it reminds me of something I wanted to talk to you about, but I think we're going to have to leave it for next time. Ooh, exciting. Um, <laughs> so we'll have another topic to talk. And it has to do with, wait, what was it again? As we were talking, about, Chances of remembering in two weeks are zero. <laughs> I know, right? I need to add it to my notes for next time. It has to do with Oh, yes. Retention time of recordings. I need to figure out what I'm going to do about the the whole thing of storing files, recordings. Again, that's not free. <laughs> and, it, you know, if I don't introduce some kind of retention period after which files get purged, then it just keeps piling up and increasing cost. So mm-hmm. I think I have to introduce some kind of, the you know, this concept of uh, retention period. Mm-hmm. And for some subscription plans, it would be less, or, you know, the cheaper ones would have less retention period. And if you want more, you know, a year or whatever, a subscription plan costs more. Again, your billing is slightly complicated just because, yeah, you, well, I mean, there's so many levers you can pull on your billing process, right? It's like yeah, mm-hmm. retention, the, how many recordings, the size and things. So yeah, it's. Yeah, it's I'm trying cool. to. Yeah, I'm gonna try to keep it simple. You know, just right. yeah, yeah, really, <laughs> really base it on on minutes, right? It's just mm. packaged minutes mm. and retention period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that and that's sense. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but maybe we can talk about yeah, it in more detail next I, time. Because I, I want to have a think about this as well. So <laughs> we yeah. to come with some opinions. <laughs> yeah. Because I never have any of those. All right. Cool. Sounds awesome. good. All right. So this is probably a good point to wrap it up. Yep. All right. It's been a minute. I think, I don't know. I think we might have skipped a week we or something. But it's it's a confusing period of time. So <laughs> <laughs> weeks make no sense anymore. But we're back. We're back. And yeah, do this again in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. And until then, have a great one and I'll talk to you then. Cheers.